Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Secrets of Marketers podcast, the only podcast you can rely on to give you real, raw, unfiltered marketing advice covering the latest tips, tricks, and tools that millionaire marketers use to make money online. I am your host, Jeremy Blossom. Sit back, relax, and let's start discovering the true secrets of marketers. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Secrets of Marketers podcast. I am your host, Jeremy Blossom. And today I want to talk about selling, selling, selling. All right. So I know that there's a lot of marketing tactics that we talk about on the show. You're constantly being bombarded with a new tool or technique that you should use in your marketing funnels or campaigns. And I wanted to kind of cut through the noise today and talk about what it is that we are really doing on a day-to-day basis. If we, I'm totally guilty of this, right? It is really, really fun to find a new tool online and spend hours learning how to use it and experimenting with it. Um, I found recently this really cool Facebook video editor tool that was allowing me to make videos really fast. And I spent hours one day just trying to get to know this this platform. And uh, I have a full-time video guy, right? Um, I've got a team that, that would be way more suited for figuring out this platform, yet I just, you know, wanted to spend my time there. Um, can you relate? Right? Can you guys relate to me? Have you ever kind of like looked at your day and and looked back on it and said, "Wow, that was terribly unproductive." There was uh, very few things I got done. Now, did it feel good? Sure. I love learning new things. I love finding new things. But it is a little bit of a, a guilt trip because for me, is because it, I, I know what the real thing is that I need to be paying attention to every single day. So I'm the CEO and co-founder of my company. My company is StrikePoint Media. I don't know if a lot of you guys know this, but I started the company six years ago with my partner, Brian Rosencrantz, and I took my rent money. Very first month that we were in business, I took my rent money and didn't pay rent with it. I actually used it to go and fly out to Chicago to win our first really big contract. Now, a really big contract back then, when we first got started, was about $80,000, a little more than $80,000. And it was then that I took one of the biggest risks of my life. At the time, I had uh, a little girl, and she was um, just a few years old. Uh, and and my wife was was unbelievably trusting and said, "Yeah, this is what you think is best. Go for it." So I took my rent money and bought the flights and paid for the dinners and entertained my clients. And thankfully, it paid off, and I landed the account. And I landed the $80,000 project. And I'll never forget that feeling of how exciting things were. Fast forward six years, we've done $14 million in revenue last year. So from my rent money to a $14 million a year business in six years is not bad. A lot of people ask me, well, how did you do it? How, How are you so successful? How are you able to grow so fast? And I can tell you that we've had a lot 
I mean, a lot of trials and tribulations along the way. It hasn't been smooth sailing and it wasn't one of these like super lucky stories. It's been a hard fought battle that we've had to go in every single day and win. And the battle, in my opinion, has always been selling. So StrikePoint actually has never done any lead generation for ourselves, ever, not once. We've never had a paid campaign for our agency. So I have grown a company that specializes in online marketing for other companies and have gotten to the status of the eight-figure business, which is pretty big for a company like ours, 26 employees and haven't spent a dollar on on my own advertising. It's been 100% referral-based. It may come to a shock for a lot of people, but um, and it is a little bit when I look back on it for myself, but the truth is, is that it's all been won on one-on-one hand-to-hand combat in one pitch to the next, one sales call to the next. And our absolute, complete obsession with sales has helped us grow. Um, it's also helped us overcome some of the biggest obstacles that we face as a business. A few years ago, a little over three years ago, we found ourselves in a bit of a pickle. Being new business owners, Brian and I, um, understanding the books and cash flow uh, wasn't our our specialty. We're marketers, right? We weren't, uh, I don't have, you know, three or four businesses that I've owned for 10 years each and sold them and exited. I'm, I'm not this MBA grad guy. I'm a lot like everybody probably listening to this right now. We're entrepreneurs, we're hustlers. And so there's a lot of things that I didn't know, um, no excuse, but it, it, it ultimately led us to making some bad decisions. We had some clients not be able to pay their bills. Um, we invested a bunch of money into a, a tech platform for a project management system that we wanted to launch. And all of these things over about a year and a half had all went bust. Not to mention the allure of this up-and-coming financial ad agency had also started to lose its appeal, and the business just wasn't coming in. And my, I had two partners with us, me, Brian, and two other guys, and, and we had to meet them in LA to talk about how we did that year. And so as we spent a few weeks preparing the numbers to go over with them, how our year had gone is when we really found out how bad it had actually gone. And we found that, uh, and this is something I'm proud of, but we found that we were over a million dollars in debt as a company. Um, Sales had dried up and one of our largest companies had pulled over a quarter of a million dollars in spend. At the time, we're spending about $400,000, $300,000 on media every single month and we're using our Amex card to pay it. Uh, with being player coaches, running campaigns, building campaigns, writing copy, we missed our Amex payment by one day, just one day. And if you guys have ever experienced this with Amex, if you miss it by one day, that for some reason caused an audit of our account and they went through all of our, our, um, our financial statements. But during that process of triggering this new, like, hey, what's going on? They lowered our credit limit from $400,000 down to $50,000. So we had to go and come up with several hundred, maybe 300, call it 250, $300,000. We only had $50,000. That was completely maxed out. And we had no cash left in the business. And we still needed to pay payroll. 
that was the situation. That was real life situation. I'll never forget the face of our two other partners when we told them the news. Uh, they were absolutely disgusted and really discouraged and uh, angry. And they let us have it over dinner. And so we had to drive home, Brian and I, and that car ride was one of the longest car rides of my life. We just didn't really say much. There wasn't a lot to say. We had known the mistake that we had made. They didn't like it. And the reality of the entire situation just kind of all fell on us at the same time. And so we asked them, okay, well, what, what should we do? And they said, well, what, what kind of money do you guys have? We, we'll, we'll match whatever money you guys want to put into the business. Truth is, is that Brian and I had also maxed out our own personal credit cards. We were completely tapped out personally and in the business. So we told them that on a phone call about a week later. They said, well, we're not going to help you. We're not going to put any more money in that you guys don't have. Frustrated, absolutely discouraged, completely panicked. By this time, I had my my, uh, son was born. So I had two kids. He was uh, under a year old. And Brian had two kids. And we didn't know what to do. And my mentor, he's also one of my partners in StrikePoint, had a long call with me. And he said, listen, this is no time to pity yourself. This is no time to try to understand why or how you got yourself into this mess. What you need to do is sell. What you need to do is sell your way out of it. I'm not going to give you a dollar. No one's going to give you a dollar. This is make or break for you. This is a defining moment in your career and in StrikePoint's history go make it a positive one. Over about an hour long conversation, that was the gist of the conversation. And I'll never forget those words. I hang up the phone, took a deep breath, looked at myself in the mirror and I said, I can do this. I will do this. I must do this. And we went out and started to sell. How did I do it? I got on the, on the phone. I didn't send out an email. I didn't send out text messages. I started calling. I started calling every single one of my clients, asking them how we can help them. Leverage every single personal tool I had available for me, every single staff member I had available. I leveraged everything I had and I sold. And that was in 2016. 2018, about a year and a half later, our company was 100% out of debt. I was personally 100% out of debt and we initiated profit share for the first time in the company's history, all through selling, selling, selling. If you're listening to this and you have a business, I don't care what the size of it is, at the end of the day, what makes or breaks your business is the same as what makes or breaks my business. And that comes down to sales, driving massive amounts of sales. And again, I'm guilty of it. I will distract myself all day long. I'll have my team do it. I'll think I'm above it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to pick up the phone that day. But ultimately, that's what we need to be doing is selling. 
If you have an e-commerce business and you're listening to this, you need to be selling more. And that's all your focus should be doing. And there shouldn't be a limit to what you will do to generate that sale. Ethically, of course. There really shouldn't be. Don't go cheat. Don't go lie. Don't go steal to go sell. Okay, that's a short term. That's a very, very bad end game strategy. There's a lot of other things that you could be doing. Figure out what you would be doing and do that. Pick up the phone. It's probably one of the best strategies I can recommend if anybody's listening to this and their business is in a similar situation. Pick up the phone, call every single person that you know and try to sell them a product or service that you offer. Pivot. It's a fancy word for saying I screwed up over here, so I'm going to start doing this over there. All right, A lot of businesses, oh, I'm pivoting, I'm pivoting. Anytime you hear the word pivoting, it's because something didn't work. And now they're going to try to do something else that hopefully will or will not work. So at the end of the day, the more sales that you can drive, the more cash you have, the more income you can have, the more you can sustain, the more you can overcome, the more obstacles you can clear out because you've got the income to do it, right? Sell. Don't go out there and work on your product. Don't go out there and try to make your service better unless it's extremely broken, okay? Then you're pivoting. No, instead, take what you have. Find out what people want. It'll be revolutionary for you. On the point of going as far as you have to go to get the sale done, I think this is such a lost art. But I like to look at the the, the old advertisements for some of these, these legendary uh, legacy type, you know, brands that are out there. Take Coca-Cola, for example. Coca-Cola is a multi-billion dollar company. They're, I think, in every single country and every single continent in the world. And, uh, but they're not an overnight success, right? They've been around forever. And um, so I like to look up that brand and, and look at some of their advertising tactics. They had direct response advertising tactics. And they made some pretty outlandish claims back in the day that Coca-Cola could heal you from your ailments. And yeah, this was during the time where they actually had cocaine in their beverages. And how did they sell it back then? Well, oftentimes they had a wagon and they would go to the town square or to the busiest street or the busiest intersection and park that wagon. And as people would come by, there would be a person there selling actually engaging with people in selling one bottle at a time. Had they come out and tried to blanket the country with pretty ads or ah, that's good campaigns, they never would have went anywhere. Yet, oftentimes I see small businesses trying to be big businesses. They try to create these really big campaigns and 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 have a, a really awesome video sizzle reel of their product or service, and yet it does nothing. It doesn't sell a freaking thing. And they're frustrated. Their partners are disappointed. Their team is disappointed. And they just quite don't know why nothing's working. Because the truth is, you guys, and I'm sorry if I offend anybody by saying this, but most businesses fail because most people are pretending to play business. They're playing business, not being a business. 
Being a business is an entity that drives profit. Profit comes from margin. Margin comes from sales. We have to drive sales in order to drive margin. That margin gives us profit. The ability for us to charge more than it costs us to make something is margin. And we have to sell it. Why should I spend this amount of money and not that amount of money? Every single obstacle, every single rebuttal, every single thought and emotion that the buyer has, us as the seller needs to overcome that. The overcoming of that emotion and that thought is selling. The no like, and trust that everybody advocates online is selling. Marketing is selling. Don't forget that. Don't try to be the big business. Don't try to be the prettiest, coolest social media account that's out there. Don't try to have the coolest website ever. Don't try to have the slickest checkout page and try to be the, the, the most up-to-date hip person on the latest technology that their shopping cart or membership area is running off of. You're going to waste your time. You probably don't have the luxury to do that. And again, you're probably just playing business. You just want to be the part. You want to play the part, excuse me, play the part and not be the part. Be the actual difference maker. Are you going to get it wrong? Yeah. And that's what most people are afraid of. In my opinion, that's why a lot of people fail because they're actually afraid, totally afraid. And so they don't go all the way. They don't commit. And what are they afraid of? They're afraid of the failure itself and it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy because they don't sit there when they're trying to sell, take the rebuttal. A rebuttal is like getting punched in the face. It hurts. You don't want to be told no. Especially when you so desperately need the sales, you don't want to be told no. And the more desperate you seem, the worse of a salesman you become. Again, a self-fulfilling prophecy. Instead, you take the smart salesman, the successful marketer, and the profitable business owner takes the punch in the face and says it's a part of the game. I'm going to learn how they threw that punch, why they threw that punch, and try to avoid it the next time. How do we do that? By making our product or service better. If they say it's overpriced, do you change the price? Maybe. Maybe you're talking to the wrong person. Maybe you're talking to the person that doesn't have the need big enough, doesn't have the want big enough. Maybe you didn't frame it correctly. Maybe you didn't position it correctly. All of these are variables, but don't just take the first thing you hear of why someone won't buy it. Because the truth is, is that they're liars. Buyers are liars. Why they buy, they lie about why they bought it. And the people that don't buy are lying why they don't. Think about your own buying patterns. When you go into Nordstrom and they come up to you, do you need any help? No. Lies. Lies. Oh, yes, I do need some help. No, why did you buy this? Oh, da, 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 da. Don't trust it. Find out exactly what it is that these people are looking for, for your product or service, and try to do the best you can at matching that. And the more consistent you can be at that, the more accurate you can be about finding the need and problem that someone has and fulfilling that, the more profitable your business is going to be, the more confident you're going to be, and guess what? The better your brand is going to be. Last time you went into a Starbucks, 
probably had the exact same coffee you had the last time you went to Starbucks. And if you go in there tomorrow, you're probably going to have the exact same experience. Why? Because that's where they shine. That's what they knew and what they wanted to do. They wanted to produce the best type of coffee that they possibly can. And I bet you people told them that the price was too much. Frankly, I think it is too much, but guess what? I'm going to pay it all day long. Why? Because I get the consistency, which is what I want. I want a good cup of coffee consistently. I want a good environment to be in when I enjoy my coffee. So go and get on the phone and find out why people don't want your product why people do want your product, do the best you can to determine the real reason underneath each one of those. Go back, look at the product or service that you have, make it better and sell more. Sell more. You can do it as quickly as the next time you get on a call. When you hear someone say, oh, I don't, da, 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 great. Hey, I want to get this out of the way on the next call. This, this product or service takes time. Oh, I don't have time. I know. I know you don't, but I know you want this. What is this? This is usually the future place. It's where someone's going to be after they've engaged with your product or service, after they've used your product or service, after they've given you the money. For StrikePoint, the future place is more sales. It's more customers. It is a either lower cost per acquisition or a higher lifetime value. It is, I can't make my campaigns work. If I could just make my campaigns work, I could be a profitable business. That's where StrikePoint comes in. So when I go and I talk to these businesses, I really try to find what their problems are and I try to agitate that problem. Oh my gosh, that's got to be so frustrating. You know, your competitor's doing this. Oh, they don't like to hear that. They want to win. If you're a business owner, you're a competitive person. You want to win. You like winning. You're a winner. So hearing that you are not winning and someone else is, it will get under your skin. And that's what I want. I want to say, hey, did you know that you can get this or this and this? If you did that, you'll get this. I want to show them that there's a place, there is another alternative, and they wouldn't be talking to me if they didn't believe it. If they believed that their business was doomed and their product or service was doomed, then they wouldn't be coming and trying to look for a marketing agency to help them grow it. No, they believe that it works. It's, a, it's why they're doing it in the first place. They just think that there's one or two things off. And if they could just change this one thing, if they could just make this one tweak, it'll change the business. And, and usually they're right. I'll tell them that they're not. I'll tell them that if it is a bad product, you can't, if it's a, I guess that's the one caveat for all this, this whole rant and this whole talk about sales is that if you do have a crappy product that nobody wants, then you have a crap, crappy product that nobody wants. It's about getting real with yourself. Why try so hard and spend so much money on the marketing and sales side when you can't keep a customer if your life depended on it? Or when you're trying to cheat or steal a customer with a fake product or a product that's garbage? Why? Why? You're missing out on the actual biggest benefit ever of selling a good product or service. It's the second purchase. The first purchase is always the hardest. The second Purchase is much easier than the first if, if you under promise and over deliver.
And then that second, third, fourth, and fifth sets you up to become a multimillionaire, sets your business up to have an unfair advantage. It sets you up to have the brand, the brand in your space, be the product or service everybody else wants because the truth is they do. So this podcast wasn't to talk about StrikePoint and why StrikePoint is so great, but the reason why we've been able to go from using my rent money into a $14 million business having zero debt is because we've really concentrated on not only selling somebody the first time, but as they become a client of ours to constantly engage with them and not having a crappy product or service, really actually delivering on what it is that we say that we're going to deliver on over and over and over again to the best of our abilities. It gives our sales guys more ammunition to say, yeah, we can do this. And the other side of the coin is true. If you expect failure, you'll probably fail. But if you expect to win and you design a game plan to win, that becomes its own self-fulfilling prophecy. And you can go out there and you can win and you will. You will. But you got to go out on a limb. You got to be able to take a punch to the face. Got to have people tell you no. Take those no's and turn those no's into yeses by addressing the next person differently than the one that you just did, finding out truly what's the big problem that it is that they're trying to solve, and then positioning that solution in the best way possible. You're only going to get good at this, you guys, if you try, if you practice, if you get out there and you sell. It Don't be bashful. Sometimes sales gets a really negative connotation. Oh, I don't want to be that salesman. I don't want to be known as a salesman. Well, I'd much rather be known as a salesman who's successful because my product actually helps people than my awesome, amazing product never being used, my service never being experienced because I was too afraid to sell. So many amazing products and services that are out there right now. So many amazing. We've all bought them. We're like, whoa, how come everybody doesn't know about this place? I think that's probably one of the root reasons why. Because the person behind is just too afraid to hear that negative feedback. But it's the very, very thing that makes them the most successful. And what's make these, these power brands so successful is that they've been able to take this feedback and turn it into sales 10 times over. So... That's my talk for today, guys. That's my podcast. A little bit different material, but I hope you guys like it. Thanks for letting me be open and real. I'd love to hear your story. I want to hear more feedback on where you're at with your business. I want to hear um, um, how you've overcome obstacles in your own business and how selling, whatever that may be for you on the phone or online or both, how selling has, has helped you overcome the problems that you've had in your business email me or uh, reach out to me on Facebook or social media, uh, either at Jeremy Blossom or at Seekers of Marketers. Uh, Either one will work. I look forward to hearing you guys' stories, comment, and don't forget to share. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Take care. There you go. That concludes another episode of the Secrets of Marketers podcast. 
Thank you guys so much for listening. If you're looking for even more content, more ideas, more things that you can do today to help grow your business, then head on over to my Instagram page at Secrets of Marketers. I've got a bunch of content on there and we are giving you guys access to all the behind the scenes stuff that go into making these episodes happen, as well as even more content that you can start to apply to your business today. And if you guys like this show, then help me spread the word. Go to the podcast page on iTunes and leave me a review. It's how I can rank well and how other people can find me. So go for it. Thanks for making my dreams come true. Now go make yours come true. Thanks again.